One of the things I hear from about 30% of the people I talk to, either with an ADHD diagnosis or someone who might suspect that they have it, is this. I don't want to get a diagnosis because I don't want to use it as a crutch. So people who say this, they feel they will get lazy or be able to kind of get away with things. Just, oh, I just have ADHD, you know, or they don't want to label themselves or they ask themselves, like, what difference will it make if I have a diagnosis or not? Which I partly agree with, but I want to offer you a little bit of a different perspective. To me, and this might seem a little extreme, but hang with me. This is like thinking you have diabetes, but not wanting to get the diagnosis because you don't want it to be a crutch. I know that might be a little extreme, but I want you to understand the sentiment. If you knew that you had diabetes, you would 100% want to know and you would use it as a way to hopefully educate yourself on it more and become a student so you could learn how to manage it, right? Honestly, I think by not getting the ADHD diagnosis out of fear that you are going to use it as a crutch puts the power in the hand of the disorder. You are also putting ADHD in the category of all bad. Didn't think about that one, did you? ADHD is actually pretty fucking dope. There's a lot of, I don't even want to say downsides, but there's a lot of things that you have to conquer and obstacles you have to go through. But having ADHD is a fucking superpower. So when you say, I have ADHD and I own that shit and I know how to manage it, you are one in the driver's seat. So let's get to owning your ADHD. What is good, my people? Welcome to Tough Love Talks with Alexis, where we say fuck fear. We stop sending invites to our pity party and get confident and clear on exactly what we want. If you want motivation and guidance on better habits, real consistency, failing forward, showing up exactly as you are, and the inspiration to make it happen, you are in the right place. No matter what phase of life you're in, I'm here to inspire you to make more money, less excuses, and say yes to everything. I'm your performance coach and what my friends like to call the queen of helping you get your shit together. This is a place for less information and more about getting a fire lit under your ass to take action and stop settling for good and go for great. I'm here to serve up some tough love. So get your big girl panties on because we're jumping in. This is the last one of the series, y'all. Happy Monday. Happy part four of the series. I hope you enjoyed this one. If you like the idea of me doing more series in the future, please let me know. I want to give you just a little life update. I've been just doing my thing, thriving. Business feels great. Being single in Denver is great. I am in no way, shape, or form wanting to be in a relationship at all. And last Wednesday was Valentine's Day. And it was my first Valentine's Day single since 2013. So it's been a little over 10 years since I've had a single Valentine's Day. And it was fucking great. Just great. Like, there's a lot of amazing men out there. I know that. But it is very nice to not have a dusty ass (laughs) man disappointing me. And this is anybody who's not a dusty ass man don't take the offense of this. Hopefully you wouldn't because you know you're not dusty. But if you are, get your shit together. Okay, love you. (laughs) But I feel like I am just living the life that I have wanted to live for so long. Like I was sitting in my apartment, like looking out my really beautiful view. And I was like, man, just even a few months ago, let alone like, I don't know, when I was 
18, 19, I thought of living this life. Never didn't I didn't know whether I'd be single or not, but I did know I wanted to be living this life where I felt fulfilled and I was confident because I was not confident that confident as like an 18, 19 year old. And I'm just, I'm just really proud of myself and I want to celebrate that. So yeah, I just wanted to share. So little little subtle brag. So let's get in to owning your ADHD. I think this is just a great way to kind of close up this series, but I want to ask you something before I even go into like, you know, what what you need to do to make that happen. I want you to ask yourself, what would or does this look like for you if you were to own your ADHD? And maybe you already do. And if you do, hell the fuck yeah. But if you don't, what would it look like? Like take a second to think about that. Even if you want to pause this episode and just like take 30 seconds to pause and say, what would it look like if I owned my ADHD? And you can apply this if you have bipolar or anything like that. Obviously this episode's about ADHD, but it's just something to think about. And I know ADHD is not the same as every other kind of diagnosis, but hopefully you get what I'm saying. So for me, what owning my ADHD looks like is being a student of my ADHD and understanding it past a beginner level. I have a whole podcast episode on this Um, I have two episodes that I think are like my most listened to downloaded episode. One is called structure equals freedom. And the other one is, is called, I think, becoming friends with your ADHD that talks about being a student of your ADHD. This goes back to the whole thing about like, if you had diabetes, you would want to know the diagnosis because you'd need to know what you need to do. Same thing with ADHD. And yeah, you know what? You could just say, I'm not going to get a diagnosis, but I'm still going to learn about ADHD. And that would be totally fine. You don't need to go get a diagnosis. But if you think that you may have it, you still can treat yourself as if you do, if you have those symptoms and you can still become a student of your ADHD in that sense. Another thing that owning my ADHD looks like is knowing when it affects me and how it gets in the way, but taking responsibility for the things that I can control. I talk about this often and I definitely talk about it in that past episode, but there are going to be some things that we cannot control. Our brain is not broken. It's just different. And so our executive function the way that we see time, all of these things are going to be affected when it comes to our ADHD. And we can't fully control those. We can take better care of our sleep and things like that and eat well and exercise and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of those things we're not going to be able to control, but there are things that you can control. So you need to know what those are so you can take responsibility for those. I also think it means knowing and removing distractions and knowing how to get into a flow state. So these are kind of two opposite ends of the spectrum. I think it's very, and I work with this um, with my with a lot of my clients, but especially my one-on-one clients, is know and remove what are the distractions that get in the way and make your ADHD worse. If you know your phone is a huge distraction, for me, I will admit, my phone is a huge distraction. I just had a group, our three-day workshop about how to break your phone addiction. And so I know the tools. I know it's a distraction and I know what I need to do in order to make it not a distraction. You need to know that. Whether it's your phone or something else, know what their distractions are. And you also need to know how to get into a flow state. Do you know that for yourself? Do you know what gets you in a groove and helps you really lock into that hyper fixation and that hyper focus in a good way. We know that we can really struggle with focus, but we can also hyper focus, which is another thing of why it makes it a superpower. Another thing that owning my ADHD looks like is not being a dick to myself. I know that again, my brain is not broken. It's just different. So why would I be a dick to myself when a lot of people have been that way to me in my life? This isn't like a pity party thing, but it's a reason why a lot of people with ADHD are very hard on themselves. And we have 
we struggle with constructive criticism is because we grew up with people not understanding us. Or maybe we got a late diagnosis and no one knew the whole time that we had ADHD. They felt that we were just like misbehaved or lazy. So I'm not going to be a dick to myself. Some other things is not making it harder on myself by not sleeping the correct amount, not eating right, not, not working out, not doing the things that I need to do to take care of my body. So my body's functioning and my brain is functioning the best way that it can. Another thing for me specifically is proudly sharing my story and connecting with others on it. If you don't have social media, you don't have to necessary or not that you don't have social media, but if you don't have like a business or side hustle or something like that, you don't have to go share your story with other people. I think it can be great. You don't have to necessarily do that. I'm just sharing that that, you know, is what I do, but you can still connect with others that have ADHD. Being a part of a community of other people that have ADHD can just make you feel more seen. And again, it helps you own it. You're not going to be a part of a group that you pretend you're not part of, right? If you're like, ah, oh, I'm not going to worry about, you know, if I have ADHD or not, I don't want to, I don't want to use it as a crotch or have it as a label. But if you're like, no, I own that shit. I have ADHD and these are my people. I promise you it'll have a profound effect on just like how you show up every single day. Last two things is not letting people on the internet who say it's not real, bring me down. I don't see this too often as occasionally when I have a post go like slightly viral, I will get people that's like, oh, you just blame ADHD on everything or ADHD. Everybody has ADHD these days. It's like, I don't even waste my time with those people. I don't need to explain anything to these people. And so whether you have a business and you share about those kinds of things and you're worried about that happening, or you just share it with, you know, your uncle Joe Schmo, and he tries to tell you that ADHD isn't real. Like, it's just, you don't even, I would say shut it down, but you don't even have to like entertain any of those conversations. And the last thing is that remembering that ADHD does not mean everything is bad. There are a shit ton of benefits to having ADHD, which is another reason why I think this idea of like, oh, I don't want to label myself. Like, yeah, no, I want to label myself. I want to say I have ADHD. I'm not going to use it as a crutch. You don't have to use it as a crutch and you can still say you have ADHD, but there's a lot of dope ass things about ADHD and I'm not going to hide that. Some of the strengths, do we want to talk about some of the strengths and why it makes it a superpower? We are creative as fuck. We are typically the entrepreneurs. We have so many ideas. We have an ability to hyper-focus. We can get more done than the average person when we are able to control our attention, which a reminder, ADHD, the name for it is just really not the best. It's not a deficit of attention. It's an inability to control it. So when you do all these things and you become a student of your ADHD and you understand yourself better, you can work to control that attention a little bit more as much as you can. And then we're always, if you take tit for tat, an average brain person and somebody with ADHD and somebody with ADHD that's really able to hone in in their flow state and focus, the person with ADHD is going to kick ass every single time. I'll put money on that. We are empathetic. We are hardworking. We are generous. We are spontaneous. We are optimistic. And we have this inability to fake it. We tend to be pretty transparent. And sometimes that can kind of like cause some issues. But I, I think deep down, this is like why a lot of people with ADHD can feel, can can know what it's like to be authentic. Now, I know a lot of people with ADHD mask, which if you're not familiar with what masking is, it just means like so many different things it can mean. But it means like essentially putting on this mask of like who you think you should be and how you think you should act in order to appease other people. And so while that might seem like a little bit opposite, you're like, well, you just said people with ADHD have the inability to fake it, but then they're masking. That sounds like faking it. This is going back to like how you own your ADHD. When you own it, you do not need to mask. 
because you know that you just as you are is the best version of you. The last thing that we're really great at is problem solving. There's, I mean, I could, the list could go on, but we're greatly great at problem solving. Like if you put somebody with ADHD in a group with regular people in like a escape room, person with ADHD is probably going to figure it out because we think outside the box. We're really able to problem solve in a way that not everybody is. And do you want to know some famous people with ADHD? You can go Google it. Michael Phelps, Paris Hilton, Justin Timberlake, Simone Biles, Emma Watson, Ryan Gosling, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, Michael Jordan, Jim Carrey, Thomas Edison, John Lennon, Lisa Ling. Again, the list goes on. There are so many incredible people that have ADHD. So this is when I go back to owning your ADHD. This isn't about using it as a crutch. This is about embracing the amazing pieces of ADHD while also saying, okay, these are some of the things I, I struggle with. Now that I can see them and I know them, now I can work through them instead of pretending that they aren't there. So let's get into that a little bit. What does it look like when you don't own your ADHD, when you let it take the reins? Again, list could go on, but there's are three things that I notice. One is pretending that it's not an issue. If you try to just like outrun your ADHD and you're like, oh, it's not an issue. It doesn't affect me. It's no big deal. What are you going to be able to do to handle the things that happen? If you truly believe that it doesn't affect you, I imagine you're probably not even listening to this episode, but the whole idea of like, oh, it's not that bad or, oh, I'm just being lazy today or, oh, I just procrastinate. I highly recommend reading more into ADHD. Again, I always talk about the book ADHD 2.0, great book. Becoming a student of your ADHD, you're going to learn so much that you didn't know. And you're going to be like, oh, you don't use it as a crutch, but you realize the potential of it. And then you realize the effects of it. And then you can plan accordingly, essentially, which leads me to my next point is when you don't own your ADHD, you do not set yourself up for success. If you don't know that you have time blindness, you might think that you're just really bad at time management. But if you understand that your brain just thinks differently and you, like I know for me, I have to give, it only takes me, like I could probably get ready if I'm going out for the night, we're going out to dinner or something. I'd say if I have to do my hair, it takes a little bit longer. But like, if I'm just like getting ready and my hair's already done, 45 minutes to an hour max. Now, if I have to figure out what the fuck I'm wearing and picking out an outfit, I don't already know that might take a little bit longer, but just like makeup, actually getting dressed, perfume, jewelry, all of that fun stuff. I know that'll take me about 45 minutes to an hour, but I give myself two hours to get ready. Now the key is, cause some of you might be like, yeah, I do that. And then I take the full two hours is you have to practice say, it's just like, it's the same idea as when, you know, you set your alarm for a little bit later or the, um, clock in your kitchen to a little bit later. So whenever you see it, you, it helps you be on time. But after a while you start to learn that like your clock's four minutes ahead. And so you plan around that. If you're going to plan ahead and you know that your time management isn't the best and you give yourself two hours to get ready, whatever, don't treat that the same way that you would, if it was like, you know, you're just like, pussyfooting around because then there's no point in giving yourself the extra two hours. Cause if you're just going to go, oh, okay, I find I have two hours. Now I can take my time. No, we know the reason that we're giving ourselves two hours isn't so we have extra time. It's because we know we take that fucking long. <laughs> so it's less of like giving yourself more of a rest. Now, if you want to do that, give yourself three hours to get ready, but like who's doing that. Right. And so it's just something to think about. If you don't know that 
people with ADHD typically have more of an addiction to sugar than the average person because we have more of an addiction to dopamine than the average person. You And you don't know that eating more sugar is going to make your ADHD worse. Then you won't, I don't want to say avoid it because believe me, I don't want to avoid it. I have a huge sweet tooth, but you're going, you're not going to like manage it better. Right. But if you know that that's the case, you can be better with that. If you know that if you exercise before you have to get, um, like get really focused or get into a flow state or get a lot, um, like a project done, you're not going to do it, but your brain works a little bit better. If you work out and get the blood flowing more oxygen to the brain, you get it you're going to be able to focus better. So it's these things of knowing what, how it's affecting you. So you can set yourself up for success. And the last thing it's kind of like a mixture of the first two is ignoring the issues. So they just end up getting worse. This is where you're just not being kind to yourself where you, and it's not trusting yourself that you can either get an ADHD diagnosis or just say that you have it and, and manage it that way then you're not giving yourself like the credit that that you can trust yourself, that you're not going to do that and then get a diagnosis or say that you have it and then treat it as a crutch. And this is something to work on. So this doesn't continue to happen. So there are no limitations, only the ones that you put on yourself. If you hide from ADHD, come on, join the club. And at the end of the day, you don't have to, if you want to stay where you're at, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that it's a bad thing, but these are just some things to think about. And if you're like maybe listening to this and you were the person that said you didn't want to get a diagnosis or um, you don't want to think that you have it, you don't want to label yourself, you don't want to use it as a crutch. And now you're like, wait, I think I agree with some of the stuff that you say. What do I do now? Shoot me a message on Instagram. If you don't already know, I'm at the tough love coach. I'd have, I'm happy to chat with you about it. I cannot diagnose you, of course, but I can chat with you about some different things and just give you a little bit of like, you know, a, a shoulder to. I want to say to cry on, but an ear to listen. Owning your ADHD gives you your power as much as we can control. We can't control everything, but it really does give you your power. And I know for me, I was diagnosed back in 2005. I think I was like 14 or 15. And I think my family knew I had ADHD, but like wasn't as common. And so we didn't really know what to do, but I really looking back at like the, some of the things that I struggled with, like in second grade, I 100% had it. And once I really understood more about my ADHD and then from 15 all the way up until I'm 33 now, I'm going to be 34 in September. I have spent 18 years essentially really owning my ADHD and being the one that says I'm in the driver's seat because I know I have it and I'm in control of the things I can control. And that's all that matters. So I hope this gives you a little bit of insight. So let's get into the TLAT of the week. So I want to ask you, especially for those of you that have ADHD, or if you know someone with ADHD, what are you proud of about your ADHD? I would love to see this in the comment section of my podcast post. Um, when I post, uh, like the, the post for this episode, and for you to share, if you have ADHD, like, what are you proud of about it? What, what is a strength that you have? Because I really want people to hear how amazing ADHD is and how much of a superpower it is. Or if you know someone, what is something that you notice that they do that like is really dope or you're proud of? I'd love to know what that is. Also, before we finish this episode, I am so excited because, or for two things. One, I am sharing a guest episode next week. Um, Anna, the creator of the Kombucha Hooch Booch, if you haven't tried it, it's a, it's absolutely phenomenal. But I had her um, 
as a, as the first guest of the year a few weeks ago, but we've been waiting to put it up about the episode because of this four part series. So I'm really excited for you to listen to her. She's so my vibe, little kind of like got that tough love, like sassy spin to her. Um, and we really get into it. And so she kind of kicked off this whole thing that I'm doing, because if you haven't seen by the time this comes out, actually, this will be the day of, um, I have launched a new TikTok, and with that new TikTok is coming my relaunch of my YouTube channel. And I am so fucking excited to share this. So I'll be sharing a little bit more about it coming up soon, but just to give you a little bit of like a background and I'm going to connect this all with like the guest podcast things and all this. So I, the YouTube and the, and the TikTok are going to be connected. So the, the idea first came for me to relaunch my YouTube channel because I wanted to want to just relaunch my YouTube channel, but I was excited to do something different and I've done a little bit of research and I have not seen anyone do this yet. I'm not saying I'm the first person, but I really haven't found anything. And not that that's the most important thing, but I wanted to create a YouTube channel that is solely focused on failure. I want to help remove the stigma around failure and that it's so scary. If you follow me for a while, you know, I talk about failure all the time. One of my most popular masterminds called Fuck the Fear of Failure. Uh, I've done it three or four times now. I talk about failure so much. I'm very vulnerable. Um, I post about, I posted a story uh, or Jesus Christ. I posted a story the other day asking like why people follow me. And the number one answer out of all the answers, there were a few different ones, but the number one answer was that I made people comfortable with like failure or being vulnerable or failing forward or like not giving up. And I love that because I I love talking about that stuff. And I had a post that went a little bit viral when it, when everybody did their um 2023 recap and shared like the cute little like, you know, clips of what happened that year. And not that I'm some cool person who did the opposite, but I did share all the reasons why my 20 or like all the different little clips and things about why 2023 actually wasn't that great. And everybody has these downfalls. Nobody had like a great month every month of 2023, but not everybody shares it. And so that really inspired me to go, what if I created a YouTube channel that was just dedicated to me sharing failures? And it would still be kind of this blogging lifestyle channel, but it would be you seeing a glimpse into every way that I fail, whether it is in my business, once I start dating, how that's that those dates fail, um, whether it's failure in like health, like anything that I fail at or I fuck up in, I want to be able to share that with you. And so as I'm starting out, I'm going to have one to two episodes a month, possibly. I would love to get to four a month, but for now it's going to probably be about two a month. And it's going to be basically a weekly vlog from the last two weeks, each episode sharing how I fucked up, even in the smallest way. If I like embarrassed myself at the grocery store or in big ways, if I did something in my business and it didn't, didn't pan out, that's what I'm going to be sharing with you because I really want to remove this idea that like failures is this fucking scary thing. And I'm going to fail forward. And I'm even going to have these like episodes where I like do something on purpose or do something for the first time, knowing I'm going to fail. Like I'm purposely going to fail forward and you're going to be there to watch it. And so that's not coming out till next Monday. The first episode is going to be coming out next Monday. So I really, really want you to watch it. The YouTube channel is going to be linked in the show notes. I don't have anything up just yet, but it's called The Failure Diaries. And this is what my TikTok is called. So everything is The Failure Diaries. I'm having a brand new TikTok, a brand new YouTube channel. I'm not like rebranding any of my old YouTube channels or TikToks. They're all going to be separate. This is a new YouTube channel and a new TikTok. So it's literally at The Failure Diaries. 
And so that new episode's coming out on, on YouTube. Please go subscribe, put on the notification bell. This is like, this means so much to me and I love all your support for my podcast. So I'd love your support for the YouTube channel. Let me know what you think. Go message me on Instagram, comment something, share it. I don't care. But when that episode comes out, we're going to celebrate and I'm very excited. But the last piece is this TikTok. So I realized, you know, TikTok's a pretty big thing and I wanted to create a new channel anyway. And I was like, wait, what if I create a new channel that's dedicated to the YouTube channel? And it's kind of like clip, small bits and pieces, kind of like somebody has like a podcast TikTok where they share bits and pieces and then they have the podcast. That's what I wanted to do with my YouTube channel. But I got an idea and this is the scary part for me and why I'm purposely failing forward. I'm failing forward on this thing is with this new TikTok, I am going to be posting one failure, whatever it is, big or small, one failure every day for an entire year, 365 days, every day starting today. Today is the first TikTok um, that's coming out. And I might post more than that, but like at least one a day in some way. And so a lot of these like little clips and things that I'm going to share are going to be gathered and then dove deeper into when it comes to my YouTube channel. And just like my podcast, I really plan on keeping these episodes like short and sweet, like I would say 20 to 30 minutes max, but I'm going to try to average about like 12 to 15 minutes. Um, and I'm really excited about the TikTok too, because they're both going to be different. Some, there'll be some similar elements, but this is going to be exciting. So new YouTube, new TikTok at the failure diaries. Holy fucking shit. I'm so excited. Oh, and so one more thing before I let you go, the last thing, and the reason I was sharing this, well, I'm sharing this because I need to share it with you, but the other thing I'm really excited to do because I'm connecting all of this and my podcast is still going to be my podcast normally, but what I'm going to be doing with my podcast is anytime I have a guest, we're only going to talk about failure. We're only going to talk about struggles, what they're currently struggling with, what they failed at in the past. And we'll of course talk about like who they are and whatnot. It's not going to be all negative because again, failure doesn't have to be negative. But how many times do you hear, you know, authors and people crushing it in their business and just a million people across the board on someone's podcast? And of course, they probably talk about ups and downs and whatnot. But my podcast, my guests on my podcast, anybody who you see on there, and I'm really, my goal is to try to get some big people on the podcast this year so they can share what the fuck they're struggling with right now. And so the first guest episode that we have next week with Anna um, we talked about a lot of those. We or you know, I have some questions that I'm asking people like what what honest conversations have you had to have yourself have with yourself in the past? Um, how have you failed in the past? What are you currently failing at or struggling with now? And I think this is really just gonna help you realize that like everybody doesn't have it all together and that failure doesn't have to be scary, and that the successful people that you're looking up to are absolutely like crushing it, but at the same time fucking up at the in in all the ways. You get you get what I'm saying? So that's what I'm really excited for. So anyway, I am sending you mad love and I will see you next week. XOXO, your top book coach. Thank you so much for being a part of this little community that I am so passionate about growing. If you vibe with what we are doing here over on the Tough Love Coach podcast, I'd love to invite you to join us in the TLC, which is my Tough Love Collective. The goal of my process, my business, my Instagram, and my podcast is to help people with accountability, routines, habits, consistency, discipline, and showing up without fear and full authenticity. So with my Tough Love Collective, I wanted to create an environment for those who want accountability to help them take action on their goals, create unwavering consistency and high respected levels of discipline. It's less about more information and more about the accountability to increase task initiation and self-motivation to take that action. We have two calls a month 
on training and live coaching, an ongoing Instagram group chat for support, and we even have three weekly focus hours on Zoom where you can body double with me to get accountability on whatever you need to get done, whether that's working out, working, reading, running your business, whatever it is, but I'm here to hold space for you. You already know what to do. You have so much information to get there. Why don't you join a community built to help hold you accountable to actually implement it all? Check the show notes to learn how to be a part of the family. Lastly, here's your reminder to give the podcast a five-star review on Spotify or even better, a written review on Apple Podcasts. As I'm sure you've heard, it helps out the pod so much and I appreciate it more than you know. I love you so much. Sending all my love. Peace out.